What's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, thank you. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Taz Show. I am Taz, and you did that download over at Apple Podcasts, easy for me to say, and uh, Spotify. Maybe you did it on radio.com at the Apple, the website, or maybe tune in. Uh, whatever you did, I appreciate it. That means you supported the show, and that means uh, I love you for that. Okay, I don't want to get too emotional, but yes, but thank you. So, uh, man, NXT. Wow, NXT in Chicago. That's what this uh, this podcast is going to be about. And I got to tell you, uh, they were not they were not playing games. Okay, <laughs> NXT, WWE, uh, whatever, dude. Yo, uh, Triple H and his crew. I got to say, uh, I got to give credit where credit is due. And what a great show! I loved it. I mean. Wasn't eight matches? Wasn't seven matches? It, it, it was it was five matches. And to be honest with you, you know we've seen that before. You know they don't usually have a ton of matches. It's more quality as opposed to quantity. And after the after the fourth match, Alistair Black defending the NXT title against Lars Sullivan. After that match, it almost felt like the show was over, and you'd be happy with it. I mean, really, it's it's almost like you forgot. Um, that Gargana and Champa were coming up, but and I don't mean that negatively. What I mean is like the show was that good. It, it was like <laughs> even if that last match, that Chicago Street Fight, wasn't even on the card, it didn't matter. And if you didn't see NXT, if you didn't watch this pay per view, watch it. Trust me, it was excellent. One of the better wrestling shows I've seen in a long time. Yo, I, I wasn't even supposed to be around, able to watch it on Saturday. I had stuff lined up, and I was going to watch it on Sunday in the morning, uh, you know, uh, via D. Jones. And um, I was able to watch it live, live city. I'll tell you what. Oh, man, I'm glad I was around to check it out. It was awesome. And for those that are new to my content, I don't get paid from WWE. I don't work for WWE. I don't always put them over either. So sometimes, you know. I get a little pissed at them, too, with some of the stuff they do. But I got to tell you, this show, top to bottom, was tremendous. And and, and just speaking of bottom, or top, I should say, because that's the main event, the last match is the top, top of the card, uh, meaning the, the main event, main event. Gargano Champa was tremendous. Not only was it tremendous, but the finish was uh, caught me out of nowhere. So, you know... If you didn't see it, then this is all the stuff. Then you should be listening to this podcast because there's going to be finishes. No, it's just like a spoiler, I guess. Right? Spoiler alert. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, the finish of this match was tremendous. Where Champa, okay, I, you know, I don't want to go through the whole match. I'll go. I'll get into the match a little bit, but it was a Chicago street fight, which is perfect because of the bad blood between these two guys. Very personal deal here where two former best friends and partners and all this stuff um big heat with each other 
Gargano, uh, the ultimate babyface, Champa, the ultimate heel. And it's just like good guy, bad guy, perfect in today's world of wrestling. It's almost like you don't see this anymore. It feels like Champa has so much heat. It's like a throwback heel. I mean, it just if I could work backwards here, the finish, I, I got to go back. <laughs> the finish was tremendous booking. Um, and uh, I'm 99.999999 and another nine percent sure Triple H is the one who actually booked this finish. So I'm telling you right now. Okay. So a lot earlier in the match, Chicago Street Fighters, as Andy goes, uh, Champa had a bunch of heat on Gargano. He was beating him up and all that stuff. He pulls back, he gets like a, a bolt cutter, this big-ass bolt cutter, and he starts cutting the strings, the ropes that hold the canvas down to the framing of the, the steel framing of the ring. So he cuts that so he could pull up a corner of the canvas, which holds down the padding over the wood and the steel frame. That's what makes the ring. So the thing that you see the guys wrestling on is a canvas, as most of you know. Um, he pulls back the canvas, and then you see styrofoam. Uh, and by the way, uh, for those of you that, you know, think you know everything about wrestling and uh, the ring's got pads and the ring's this and the ring's easy, they showed you exactly what the ring is made of. It's really that simple. It's a steel frame and big-ass wood planks and a styrofoam pad that's about an inch thick that really doesn't do nothing for you when you're taking bumps. Um, there's, It's a suspension bump, you know, so... And then the canvas goes over that. So you get a little bounce in the ring, gives you a little help so it don't break your back. But otherwise, there's not a lot of padding. You guys witnessed it yourself. So that's how rings have been constructed for ages, just the way they showed you that. So uh, that really pulled back the curtain. They pulled back the canvas. But don't bump. So um, they did the spot early in the match. This is why I, I get sometimes I can't even talk because. It's so deep, like the booking, because I've been part of matches where you set the table early in a match with something, a prop or whatever it may be, and then you revisit it later, and people forgot about that prop, and it's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, one, two, three, winner. The prop, on this case, the prop was the exposed wood in the ring. Because the canvas has been was pulled back a lot, you know. Earlier in the match, like I said, he Gargano pulled this canvas back, and they kept teasing a high spot. I think it was a corner spot where it looked like Gargano turned the tables on Champa, and Champa was going to go through, but that didn't happen. And and, and Gargano did some sick like uh, super kick in between the legs of you know Champa while he was on the ropes. He kicked him in his face while he was bent over on the second rope. It was sick. Um, and then they left it alone. They left the canvas alone. They left that part of the ring alone, and they just went crazy and fought all over the place for a seemingly, it felt like, 20, 25 minutes, whatever the hell it was, maybe 20 minutes. I wasn't clocking it, you know? The finish, though, again, just to work backwards, it, it's a Chicago street fight. So anything goes, as I said here. They did this crazy bump in the tech area where, you know, Gargano ended up stretchering Champa because the, the the gimmick bump through the table is a sick bump, and now the heel is on a stretcher. You know the, the doctors come out, all the agents, all this crap, and you you see, you know, 
Gargano looking at his finger, sitting up on top of a tech area. He's looking at his finger for those that didn't see it because Champa pulled his wedding ring off and spit on it and threw it while he was selling, while Gargano was beat up and selling. So, um, because Candice LeRae, the wife of, of, of Gargano, was involved with the angle, but she wasn't out there for this main event at, really at all until the very, very end when, once, once Gargano lost the match. But, um, <laughs> so they have uh, Gargano in that tech area, turn the tables on Champa, bump them through. They, they bring the stretcher out. They, this whole slow build up. It looks like where Gargano's sitting, like he's going to dive on top of Champa while he's on the gurney on the stretcher, but they don't do that. So they stretch him, Champa out of the way, and then Gargano just like the hell with this. I'm going after him. He goes after him while he's on the stretcher, and it was a really cool scene of Gargano rolling the stretcher back towards the ringside area, slow. While Champa is on the gurney, strapped down, screaming with a neck brace on because he can't move, and you, you you almost you didn't feel bad for the heel, but you're like, oh, this son of a bitch is finally going to get what he deserves, and it was a great great moment. And then next thing you know, you know he 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 starts beating the hell out of him in the ring and all this stuff, and and then agents or gimmick agents start coming out. Gargano's beating everybody up beating everybody up going crazy they don't show the ring this is kind of on the outside and champ is in the ring you forget about champer and everything because he's gargano's beating everybody up on the outside doing whatever he's gonna do and as he comes back around there's champa waiting for him snatches him waiting right by the exposed wood planks steel canvas pulled up right in that same area that corner of the ring ddt's the hell out of him Pins him one, two, three. Champa wins. Holy crap. Great piece of business. One of the better finishes I've seen in a long time because of the build up to it. That was a great piece of business. I tipped my cap. And I never was a great finish man as far as booking, coming up with cool finishes that I was never really that good at, it, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, I, I, I was better at coming up the meat of the match, the concept of the match, but never the fact, never a good finish guy uh, as far as come up with that cold. But I'm good enough to know when I see a great finish or see a stinky finish. This was great. This was great, great. It was really unbelievable. And and by the way, in this particular match, they, just a little thing I want to say, they started it off the right way, a little simple thing where they started off red hot where Gargano, you know, goes after um, Champers. I was beating the hell out of him. Close of the last we've seen what he's done and Candice Relay, you know, his wife goes down, you know, takes a bump and, and stuff like that from the NXT. And and there's a lot of heel heat on Champer and the, the emotions of it, the promo before it backstage, Gargano really showing that rage and intensity. And he started off hot against him. That was just very smart. But anyway, the match was awesome. The match was absolutely awesome. And if you jump to, to the beginning of the show, the beginning of the show, the first match was an awesome, awesome match, guys. Awesome, awesome match. Um, it, it was Lonnie Orkin, Danny Birch versus O'Reilly and Strong. And um, Adam Cole was on the outside. Okay. And at one point in the match, late in the match, they, they sent Adam Cole 
back because he was cheating. They sent him back to the locker when the refs did, and the whole building booed. And these guys are heels. I don't know. I, that part of the book I didn't agree with. You send back the most over guy in the match to the back, and people got pissed off. You know, even though Adam Cole wasn't wrestling, he was on the outside of the ring. And when he got sent to the back, people were pissed. Um, but it doesn't take away from how great this match was. Um, doesn't take away from how crisp in the ring, the, the work rate, the crispness of uh, uh, of Strong and O'Reilly, how crisp these guys are, Roddy Strong and O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly. Unbelievable. These guys' work is just pristine. The star of the night, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The star of this match, all due respect to everybody in it, the star of the match was Orny Loken. Orny, this guy stole the show in, in regards to this match. I mean, he because the people didn't give a rat's ass about him and Danny, Danny Birch, and they were the baby faces, and he got them. He got the people back on their side uh, by his intensity, his work rate, and what he did. He really, uh, on hot tag, got the people back. And got the audience back towards that babyface side. It was it was impressive what he did, and then he took the sick bump, you know, onto the onto the apron, the hardest part of the ring, as some people call it. <laughs> wink, wink. Orny Loken takes his bump. It was insanity, crazy bump. Um, well, Strong and O'Reilly retained the tag team titles, but the match was excellent. Danny Birch, his work rate too, excellent. The match really was good, guys. I enjoyed that. I'm like, wow. So now when you start to show off with a match like that, you know, it's the when you're backstage, it's like, whoa, how do we follow that? This sucks. You know, that they just did a billion spots. The people love them. And by the way, the people in Chicago and in Chicago, as I've said this before here on the Taz show, Chicago is a not a good wrestling town, a great wrestling town. Uh, I've had the opportunity to wrestle in front of those great fans many times over the years. And um, they are always awesome. And they were awesome during that NXT Chicago um, the other night. They were off the chain, dude. They they were going nuts. They were really, really, really good crowd. Um, they didn't go over the top, like making it about themselves. You know, they made it more about the, just the entertainment of it, getting into the stories. It wasn't annoying. I don't know. It just felt different than some of the stuff you hear at in Orlando, you know, but, um, you know what the gimmick uh, place they work at. So this match was excellent. I loved it. And, um, you know, you kind of knew that strong and O'Reilly were going to retain, but I'll tell you what Birch and Lorcan got over. People gave them a standing ovation once the, the champions left. Um, people respected them, um, that, how great they worked. It was very impressive. It was it was a hell of a way to start a show. I loved it. I loved the match, and I was happy for all four guys in it. But to me, in that match, only Loken was a star of that match. He, Even though he did the job and lost, it didn't mean nothing. He was tremendous. And speaking of tremendous, Ricochet wrestled Velveteen Dream, and... I, you know, I'm just sitting there like watching this thing. I'm like, yo, why is this match like second? Like, <laughs> like, but what are you going to do if you're booking this card? There's so many good matches. Where are you going to put it? You know, I guess this match, it felt like it's a future main event for the NXT title. Ricochet is over like Rover. Velveteen Dream over like Rover. Um, they started the match very smart. 
some basic wrestling exchanging catches catch hands exchange exchanging of, of holes and moves into some crazy high spots because no one could do high spots anything and no one could do high spots to the level that ricochet can the the damn dude's a freak um one of the i want to i want to give credit where credit's due i think it might have been wrestling inc tweeted out a photo of and i didn't realize this but I, i'll smart you up some of you guys might have seen it um i usually don't promote stuff like that but i gotta give them credit here i, I really do i didn't realize this unless a fan told them the tights that velveteen dream was wearing were prince puma tights i don't know if they were the same ones or they were a mock-up now for those that don't know ricochet plays a character played a character in lucha underground called prince puma where he wears a mask uh he's not ricochet and he wore like he wear those exact back tights i should say it was how creative is that if you velveteen dream like really like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was Ricochet's idea. Or I don't know, but I don't, I don't think Ricochet would say, "Hey, Dream, can you wear tights that like or design tights like I wore when I was in a different company?" He's not gonna do that, you know. It had to be Velveteen Dream's idea. Just like a little, that's for the hardcore fans. That those that get it, you know, he's, that's what he's doing. He's placating to the hardcore fan, and you know, you can get away with that stuff in NXT. Not the main roster, <laughs> but it was cute. It was smart, and he didn't bring attention to it. Instead, he was doing like a whole Hulk Hogan gimmick, Velveteen Dream, which was very entertaining. Um, you know, uh, the match was unbelievable. The, this match was friggin' great. These two guys, their chemistry, Ricochet and Dream, Velveteen Dream. Yo, friggin' chemistry is sick between these two guys. Sick. Tremendous, tremendous. Uh, again, started the match off slow, which is very smart. Big bump that um, Dream, uh, uh, a huge vertical suplex that Dream off of the apron gave to Ricochet onto the, the floor. Uh, crazy ass bump, crazy ass bump. And, and the finish was the 630 by Ricochet. He won the match, but what a match. What a freaking match. I, I really. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, out of all five matches, the match that I liked the least was probably for the NXT Women's Title, which uh, Shayna Baszler defending her title against Nikki Cross. Uh, the live audience liked the match. Um, it, it was good. It, they did some creative booking behind it. It's very tough to follow the match that was ahead of them. Uh, that was before them, I should say, Ricochet and Dream. That's difficult. That's an ambitious task for someone that's kind of green. Uh, that's your champion there in Shayna. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I thought whoever booked the match did a good job putting together. The two girls worked hard. Um, it's just something about it. I felt like, you know, maybe it's time that Nikki Cross gets a chance to be a champion. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but she got choked out. She didn't tap out, which is cool. Her character, that kind of works for her character. Um, I think they could have gotten to the actual finish a little quicker, meaning instead of having nikki be in the choke so long um because shayna baszler she's booked and she is a legitimate shooter and mma fighter so you got to be careful of that otherwise have your announcers really pound over our heads which i don't think they did that oh my god look at how long nikki's staying in this rear naked choke by shayna baszler this is very impressive oh my god oh my god 
Look how long she's staying in this match. How tough is she? It's amazing. How the hell is she doing this? This is crazy. She didn't get choked out yet. This is crazy. She she has the intestinal fortitude not to tap out yet. I don't think we heard a lot of that. Maybe some. I don't think a lot. That's got to be beaten over your head. When a girl that's half the size of the champ and she don't have the background of the champ uh, as an MMA legitimate person, and now you're going to have her get choked out, that's fine. But get over how crazy it is that she's in the hold as long as she was in the hold. That I get deep when it gets to the submissions and stuff because there's a lot to it. Uh, it's not just the hold. You know, there's a lot of creative behind it and a lot of psychology behind it you have to think about. So I, I get a little... Sometimes I get a little, uh, I get a little annoying with that stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, so I don't know. I, it, 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 that was the only match for me that I wasn't crazy about. It was okay. It was good. But it, it, again, I'm nitpicking. Uh, but um, I'm gonna go to break. When I come back from break, I'm gonna get into talking about the uh, Alistair Black match with Laws. First, I want to let you know, support for the Taz Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you that confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's simple, guys. And it's convenient. Its trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time. Make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. So, guys, listen, to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. So there you have it, Rocket Mortgage. All right, guys, going to go to break real quick. Come back from break, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, match I didn't get into yet, the Alistair Black, Law Sullivan. Taz Show, sit tight. Guys, we're back here on the Taz Show, and we're going to get into uh, the match in discussion in NXT, and that's the uh, NXT Championship match, the, the male, the men's championship. Uh, let me tell you one more time about, well, you know where the support comes from, and that's Rocket Mortgage, guys, for the Taz Show. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. And, you know, it's important, guys, for you guys to support all the sponsors of the Taz Show and the advertisers, because that's how the show's free. Uh, for you guys to listen to all the time. And, and Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is one of the main advertisers, supporters, uh, uh, and companies that 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 uh, surrounds themselves around my content and I do for their, and I'm promoting their, con- their business, I should say. So, you know, support Rocket Mortgage. And remember, Rocket Mortgage gives you, uh, you know, the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's very simple. Allowing you to understand all the details to be confident when you're getting that you're getting the right mortgage for you. No matter if you're trying to get your first house or your tenth, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed decision. Okay, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, MLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. So, uh, we had ourselves a little NXT uh, championship match uh, 
that wasn't last. So, like, think about that. Now, some people really go crazy when that happens and get really pissed off. Like, if the championship is not the last match. Um, yeah, I, I understand how some people get upset over that. I, I don't usually... It doesn't, like, bug me that much. Um, in this case, for sure, with this NXT Chicago, because... You had a Chicago street fight. You can't do that semi-main. Because I'll teach you why real quick. If you do Gargano and Champa in a street fight um, before Alistair Black and Lars Sullivan, this is what happens. You put the NXT champion, Alistair Black, and the challenger, Lars Sullivan, in a really bad position. Because they got to follow a street fight. Oh, well, what's the big deal? It's just a gimmick name. It's just a street fight. No, it's not just a street fight. <laughs> okay. It was a long street fight. It, it needs to be long. Usually those type of things are longer. And there's a lot of weapons involved, a lot of violence involved, a lot of furniture be involved, uh, a lot of storytelling involved. And there's no time restraint for the most part. And it's not like you got to um, keep it in the ring. You know, the idea is more or less not to keep it in the ring. So it would make it like, all right, now I'm going to watch this match, even though it's an NXT championship match, in the ring, and it's going to come off boring. You know, that that's what's going to happen. So that's why you take the gimmick matches like a street fight or, you know, now every situation is different, but like a cage match or something like that, you know, something crazy. Uh, you got you know, for the most most part most times, especially when you're having freaking five matches on a card, you do it last, and and that's what they did. They did they they did the a match that was not there was no championship on the line. They did that last, and that was smart to do. I thought it was very good booking. I, the whole card was the booking was perfect. The finishes were perfect. I um seriously, I can't put this show over enough. Um. And 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 I don't I don't get squat for doing it, <laughs> but you know uh, I I don't know I mean whatever I I thought it was awesome I I really really enjoyed it um and I really enjoyed the championship match the NXT championship match with Alistair Black and Lars Sullivan I'm a big fan of both these guys um I've talked positively for quite some time about both these guys um I I really like the entrances on both for both guys especially the champion. Um, I, you know, Alistair Black is just, he's a special talent. Uh, I mean, I was just about to say the look that he has, cause he does have a great look and all the ink he has and his, that dark demonic feel he has and all that jazz and it works for him. But then you talk about, look, how do you not talk about the challenger laws? Sullivan, this guy is just. I, you know, he's a total throwback. I mean, he's a total just, you guys know, I talk a lot about when you see someone in the street, a wrestler, you should always be able to say, I don't know what that guy does, but he's definitely not like a regular guy. You know, that's how a pro wrestler should look. You know what I mean? I'm not saying everybody should look like Lars Sullivan. I'm saying everybody should have that, that feel, that look to some degree that when you see them in the street, you're like, well, I don't know what that guy is or who he is, but he's something, you know? <laughs> I don't know if he's a football player or an actor. Uh, I don't know what he is or a bouncer. I don't know what he is, but 
there's something there. You know, that's 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 the it factor, right? It's part of the it factor, and that's Lars Sullivan. Um, he is just a uh, a mammoth of a man. His cardio for a guy his size is so underrated that uh, I, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, a guy that big, the work that pace he works. And the intensity he works is extremely, extremely impressive and extremely hard to do. He is a tremendous talent. He's going to be a multimillionaire in years to come when he gets to that main roster. I'm telling you, this guy is gold, Jerry, gold for Seinfeld fans. Um, you got to be careful if you're NXT and Triple H, how you handle them. You, you got to be careful. And, and two things happened in this match that I wasn't crazy about that could have hurt Lars, in my professional opinion. Okay, one was a wrestling thing. One is not an actual wrestling move thing. So I'll go with the first thing. The young lady, I don't, I don't recall her name, who's doing the ring announcing. She's very good, but you can see she's young, she's new. She's doing a ring announcing for the championship match. Alistair Black is to her right. Law Sullivan is to her left. Okay. Now, this is how anal I get. I'm watching. I watch the show once. I don't rewind it. I don't. I, one time. And I see these things. Right. So I, I promise you probably nobody else noticed this, but <laughs> she's in the ring. She's the, she's introducing the challenger first, which is Law Sullivan. She does a great job on her introduction. I got no problem with that. And uh, th- what I'm about to tell you is not this girl's fault. She just wasn't told or taught, and someone needs to tell her. Now, the ring announcer, her, she's in the middle of the ring. As she's going to say Laws's name, Laws starts taking a few steps towards Alistair Black. But he's not too close. But he's getting towards the middle of the ring, almost like right near this girl who's doing the ring announcing. She never seemed scared. She never like backed up. She never reacted. I know she's green. I know she's probably nervous or whatever on the mic. I yeah, I don't know. But that's a problem. When Alistair Black goes near anybody, unless it's someone he's fighting, they need to be in the company. Put him over. What that means is put him over. Be afraid of him. Back up. Be scared. Like, oh boy. Oh my God. That's it. That's what you got to do. Someone has to tell this young lady that when this guy or any of the guys, especially this guy, steps anywhere near you, that girl should have more or less screamed and kind of stepped out of the ring and then did the announcing and apologized because it would have seemed realistic. But she's young. She's green. She she don't have. She's how long she's in the business. I I don't I don't even know her name. I don't know. She's very good on the mic. Her voice sounds great. She's a pretty girl. She looks great, but she'll learn. She's got it. Like, I'll tell you, if that was Lillian Garcia, now, again, she's a veteran at this. That was Lillian, and Laws was stepping towards the middle of the ring, towards Alistair Black, and Lillian was there doing the ring announcement. She would have put him over. She would have backed up. She would have stopped talking she, because she's learned. She's seasoned. She knows what she's doing. That's Even if it's a guy announcer, that's what you got to do. You got to put the boys over, especially a friggin' monster like Lars Sullivan. The other thing with Lars Sullivan, the second thing I was going to tell you about, where they got to be careful. Too many bumps, too many bumps too early in the match. 
And that's what happened in this match. I know Alistair Black is the NXT champion. I get it. And it was a very, very physical match. And Laws looked great in the match. Alistair Black put him over great in the match. But the champion won. He retained the title. Alistair Black is still champ. And that's okay. I mean, that doesn't hurt Laws and like that. But too many bumps too early. I know he's athletic, Laws Sullivan. He seems like he likes to work athletic. And I respect that. But the thing is, you got to protect Laws from himself if you're Triple H and one of those agents, in my opinion, or a writer or something. Slow him down, meaning he should not be wrestling like all the other guys on the card wrestle. He's got to be different. I am telling you, this guy is friggin' not gold. He's platinum. From his look, his physique, his athleticism, his facial expression, his promo, the tone of his voice, he's got it all. This guy's got it all. He has it all. Um, I, Just be careful with having him taking too many bumps too early. Alistair Black's work looked great. He, he talked about crisp. He's he's money. That's why he's the champion. Um, I think he's great for sure. Um, they work well together, him and Lars, for sure. They do. Uh, enjoyed the match. Thought it was great. Thought, thought it was nice for the NFC title to see a match like this. I mean, you know, because it's got great history. Um, over the past several years that it's been around, there's, there's been a lot of really good champions, and the matches are usually legit. And this this was the same way for me. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, we're witnessing the new stars in NXT, you know, um, male and female, because we've seen people move up and gone. Um, I, I got to be honest, I, I would have liked maybe, and I don't know where you would put it, but um, I would have liked kind of like another female match on the card. You know, I don't think there was enough female representation uh and again i'm not i'm just trying to nitpick i'm not trying to nitpick i'm trying to poke a hole in this card because the card was so friggin' good i'm trying to think what else you could do to it to maybe just a little more female representation you keep the shana match on there with, with cross no problem she's the champ i got it but it, but it may be okay to see another another female match or something or i don't know something or not a promo because then it feels like an nxt show like a regular TV taping, you know what I mean? But um, maybe a quicker match, but I don't know. They they gave all these matches a lot of time. That would have affected them. Yeah, maybe, I'm thinking out loud. I'm just spitballing. Maybe it's good the way it was. And and, and real quick, the, the main event, the Gargano Champa Chicago Street Fight, was great because these guys really made you feel how personal this thing was. Uh, I thought the announcers did a good job of making you feel that pers- personal stuff too. They did a good job of backstory. Um, it was nice. I got to be honest. You know, I think if Mauro was there, he would have been screaming. It was easier to kind of keep along, keep the pace, and, and understand what's going on because there's a lot of there's a lot of layers of stories in that Gargana Champa thing. And if it's too much screaming, it's going to get lost in translation. You know, um, but. Um, you definitely felt how personal the angle was and these guys pulled that off and they put a lot of time in and triple H gave them a lot of minutes, gave them a lot of time. It takes time. 
a lot of time to do the stuff those guys did. I've done enough FTW rules matches, you know, falls count anywhere. So you need time with those type matches. It takes time. Um, and they did a great job. They did a great job. I mean, the whole card did, the agents, the referees, the production people, uh, the announcers from Triple H down. I mean, I, I thought it was a very successful NXT show. For sure. I really enjoyed it. Um, and if you didn't see it, guys, I'm telling you, check this show out. It was really, really, really good. Um, definitely. Uh, you know, maybe most of you guys, maybe a lot of you guys, I should say, weren't home on a Saturday night just chilling, watching wrestling. Uh, I guess I'm a slunker because I was. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm usually working all week and doing early morning radio drive, radio drive, uh, a morning drive, I should say. So, you know, uh, I get to stay up a little late on the weekends. It's kind of nice, you know what I mean? Otherwise, I'm like an old man. I got a bit early a lot. But anyway, so uh, that's, as they say, uh, of the Taz Show. And I appreciate you guys downloading this. I hope you enjoyed this little NXT chatter I had for you here. And uh, and I, you know, kind of dropped a, just did this impromptu just because I enjoyed the show so much. And I wanted to talk to you about it. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'm Taz. You're not. And I'll talk to you soon. was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when i was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller all these people acting fake man and to be honest i don't even have a top 10 me against the world i've been doing what i really love haters been hiding behind the screen man they moving